Hi, it's Dr. Beach, and this is Mental Reality. In the following two episodes, I'll be sharing with you some of my most heartfelt conversations to date, which I recorded on city streets with a few people who live there each and every single day, and who now I consider my friends. While these episodes were recorded before the COVID-19 crisis, particularly now I'm feeling an even heightened level of concern with the impact this virus is having on our most vulnerable members of society, especially people who are homeless. My thoughts and prayers go out to them every day, and especially during this emergency. If you're anything like me, I think you too will appreciate Crystal, Scott, and Limerick's open, candid conversations as much as I did. Talking to them was a privilege and really helped me to better understand their biggest day-to-day challenges and how moving forward, we might best go about effectively addressing and ideally preventing homelessness as a society. Dr. Beach, and today we're here with Limerick. Hi, Limerick. Nice to meet you, Dr. Beach. So nice to meet you, too. Um, how long have you lived on the streets? Um, most of my life. Okay, so uh, how old were you when you first started living on the streets? Probably about, actually, maybe 11 or 12. Okay, and have you been on and off the streets, or have you been on the streets since that time? Yeah, on and off, not like regularly. Okay. And is there a certain situation or situations that occurred that led to you first being on the streets? Yes. Okay. Um, Sometimes people end up on the streets because they have family problems, sometimes it's trauma, or sometimes they, for example, even find freedom in living on the streets. Well, it's all of those things for me. And, you know, honestly, having met the people that I've met growing up and knowing that, like, the issues that I have, really, if you compare things, it's not that bad but it's easier sometimes to be like, no, I'm not dealing with your bullshit. Okay, so I'm sensing that, um, was it your choice to be on the streets or were there times where you were kind of pushed out of where you were living and ended up on the streets? It was mostly my choice, but also there was more than a little bit of a push. Like, yeah, you're gonna do this under my roof? No, go away. Okay, and do, do what are you referring to? Anything that disagrees with the authority. Okay, so um, are you a bit of a rebel? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, I believe in revolting, and I should be revolting to people that are like, oh, I don't like that, yeah, get away from me. Okay, <laughs> so what, what kind of things did you want to do that kind of weren't permissible where you were living? Well, it, it's not like just drugs or alcohol or any of that stuff, it's just like having an opposite mind, and when you speak and think in a way that's so extremely different from the people that are in the position of authority that they're like this is my house and you're like well okay this is my house too though and they're like yeah okay but you can't do that here and it's like all right so it's not okay for me to be here anymore okay uh any examples of what kind of things you wanted to do that weren't kind of permissible where you were living i'd really rather not talk about that because i think that that is part of targeting a demographic based on things that aren't aren't really the issue. Okay. 
sometimes people end up living on the streets due to emotional challenges. Sometimes it's alcohol and drugs. Sometimes they've been dealt a really difficult hand. In your case, what would you, if you had to break it down, what would you say? I'd have to say that it comes down to being in a position where the infrastructure of my household is very well aligned with the infrastructure of the system, where it's like, you're gonna go to jail. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm gonna go live out there. Bye. Okay. You know, it's, it's very simple, it's freedom. It's like, I'm not gonna let you tell me what I can and can't do. And it's not about these things, it's about liberties. And I believe in not being oppressed by the people that say they love me. Okay. So you mentioned freedom. Do you find there's a, a freedom in living on the streets? I find there's a freedom in living outside in general. Okay. Nomads, gypsies, people that have lived outside for eons are one of the most persecuted demographics in history. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what your culture, your religion, or what your addiction is. If you live outside, you're persecuted. Okay. And um, where, when you look in... When you look into the future five years from now, where do you see your life being? Or where would you like it to be? Oh, well, I'm going to have myself a nice place to live. I'm going to have business that I'm doing. I'm going to be doing well. I'm going to be doing the things that people expect of a person that has the type of abilities that I have, that has the knowledge and the education that comes from a family where it's like, this is what you're supposed to do. It's like, yeah, well, not right now. But... What do you, what kind of business? Do you have any idea of what kind of business you envision yourself having? Education, I'm a dance instructor. Okay, what kind of dance do you do? Ballroom, Latin, okay. swing, country, hustle, tango. Wow, that's I've, impressive. I've been doing it from since 2006. And how did you get into that? My mom. Your mom, was she a dancer or she yeah. likes dance? Yeah, she was also a dance instructor. Mm -hmm. And does your family still uh, live in Arizona? Yes, they do. Okay, and do you have any family that live here in California? Not that I know of, but there there might be some. I don't know. My, my family is complicated. Okay. You know, there's, for whatever reason it is, there's a lot of like, shh, don't talk about those people. You know, and I get it. The world is a messed up place. You don't want people targeting your family for whatever reason. You know, you'd be like, oh, that's not mine. You know, like, you'd go ahead, try them. You know, it's it's one of those sort of things where... I mean, I might have people that I'm related to here, but I don't know. Right. Do you, do you mean like shame in the, within your family? There's a lot of shame? No, it's more like, it's not even necessarily guilt. It's just like accountability for previous things. And it might be the right thing. You know, like oftentimes people are persecuted for doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I come from an old German family and they're hunters. Okay. You know, and being a hunter means that when you strike, that's it. Okay. And I don't necessarily know who all my family is because I'm not supposed to know. Right. Um, do, do you miss your family? A um, little bit. Mm -hmm. Do you see them? Well, they're, they're where they are. I'll see them again. Okay. Uh, what, what do you find the most challenging about living on the streets? Honestly, it's the attitudes of some people that have a sense of superiority. Okay. That Can you, you think elaborate like, on that? Oh! Why don't you get a fucking job or blah, blah, blah about you being, and it's like, um, I've had a job. I work 12 hours a day, six days a week at a car wash since I was 13. Mm -hmm. 
I live out here for my own reasons. I don't even explain myself to you. I'm a grown man. People have a lot of assumptions, right? And yeah, they'd be like, oh, well, you're this person. Like, no, I'm not this person. I'm not that person. I'm one of these other persons. My name isn't homeless. Right, my not, name is Limerick. It's not your identity. No, and it's wrong. We're the most persecuted demographic on the fucking planet, man. Yeah. On the planet, on a global level. The people that are persecuted the most are the people that aren't buying into the housing industry, aren't buying and selling products, aren't part of whatever corporate bullshit you're a part of. They're doing whatever they're doing, taking care of their people, taking care of themselves, and they're like, oh, well, why don't, why don't you play the game? And it's like, oh, yeah, because you set it up for us to fail. Right. So what, what would you want to tell people so that they could help people like you or in your situation? Like, what do people not get that they need to get? I think that there is a significant lack of empathy and understanding and kindness where even people who want to offer something, it's like, well, what are you really giving me and why? You know, and when it comes to offering someone something, being able, like, even if you work at a church or you do whatever volunteer work it, that you do, that you remember, like, I don't really know or understand what this person is going through. In fact, I can probably barely relate to it, even if, even if you've ever lived outside, even if you've ever been on the streets, that doesn't mean that you understand or can even relate to another person out here. Right. It's not the same. I walked from here to downtown the other day, all the way downtown San Diego, all the way to sit in an office where I had to wait for a number for them to tell me no, you can't have this. Not right now. What would you say are the main obstacles that would, the barriers or obstacles that get in the way of people trying to, you know, go from living on the streets to kind of moving forward where they want to go in life? I think it's the type of creature comforts, housing, transportation, and being able to get what you need in a way where you don't feel codependent on the system. Because naturally, it's untrustworthy. It's not trustworthy. The system is not trustworthy and we know that. People based on their histories and lives, they've already had a lot of trauma and trust issues, which makes it challenging to just trust people, especially when they're strangers. Well, yeah, and when you, when you come from a background of maybe people beating you growing up or dealing with being sexually assaulted from the time you're a child or whatever it is, you know, there's things that happen that are part of reality. And it's not easy to deal with, but that's the reality that a lot of us are living through. And we're like, yeah, I'd rather just sleep on the concrete. Like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck what you think. I don't care what you feel about me. Fuck you. You know, and when you get that sort of attitude, it's difficult to come back from that. You can't just be like, oh, all the way back the other direction. Sometimes people will, will get into a situation and they'll end up codependent or in toxic relationships or end up treating kind of past emotional or traumas with alcohol or drugs. You know, rather than going and getting like psychological treatment. Uh, Limerick, what is the hardest part or parts would you say about living on the streets? I would say that it's the simple creature comforts. Make sure you stay warm. Make sure you stay fed. Make sure you take care of having to deal with your own excretions and not be like, oh no, like things happen. You know, you're not little babies in diapers. You got to take care of yourself. Because, what about safety? Well, I mean, I got a knife in my pocket. If I had to use it, yes, I would. But, you know, it's one of those things where you should be able to disarm a person who wants to hurt you, even if they really want to hurt you. You should be able to 
disarm them with words. We say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like to de-escalate the situation. So uh, Limerick, you say that as a man, but of course there are also women who are on the streets. And I wonder kind of what your sense is of, of any differences there might be for women. I think for me personally, if you as a woman find yourself on the street, if you got to run away from home, if those people are that bad, whatever it is, learn to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. That's like square one. And what, and, what about like a sense, and sense when of I, When I say and... that, when I say that, I mean, understand the legal system. Know what the law is. Know how to dial 911 quick if you've got a phone. 